Welcome to the 139th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. The Conservation Stewardship Program is a dramatic departure from traditional federal agricultural subsidy initiatives. Such programs generally provide financial incentives for farmers to raise monocultures of corn, soybeans, and a handful of other commodity crops, while penalizing diverse farming systems that include rotations, pastures, and even hay. By contrast, the Conservation Stewardship Program, also known as CSP, pays farmers for producing real environmental benefits on the land. The five-year CSP contracts reward farmers for stewardship by paying for practices that are currently in place. It also rewards farmers for promising to adapt additional practices, also called enhancements, during the life of the contract. The USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service implements the program through its county offices throughout the country. CSP is now one of the largest agricultural conservation programs in the country. In a recent report called The Conservation Stewardship Program in Minnesota, a Land Stewardship Project Analysis, LSP found that Minnesota is the biggest user of the program, both in terms of number of active contracts and dollars obligated to farmers who hold those contracts. LSP interviews with farmers show they are using CSP contracts to protect and improve water, soil, and wildlife habitat. They employ everything from diverse crop rotations and rotational grazing to wildlife-friendly implements and more targeted use of chemicals. However, LSP also found that there was a big discrepancy between Minnesota counties when it came to implementation of CSP. For example, the state's top CSP county, Morrison, has over 200 active CSP contracts as of 2013 while other agricultural counties have none. It turns out CSP use can vary from region to region considerably, depending on how active local conservation officials are when it comes to promoting and guiding farmers through the red tape. I recently traveled to Morrison County to chat with Josh Hansen and Terry Zepsalka, who work in the Natural Resources Conservation Service office there. Josh is the NRCS District Conservationist, and Terry is the NRCS's Soil Conservationist for that county. They say CSP is popular in their county for a number of reasons. For one thing, it fits well with the diverse livestock enterprises that are in that part of Minnesota. In addition, the NRCS office works closely with staff at the local Farm Service Agency, as well as with private crop consultants in the area, to identify farmers who might be a good fit for the program. Terry started out by talking to me about the key role word of mouth plays in making sure an initiative like CSP gets successfully established on working farmland. Farmers, uh, they they talk amongst each other, and if you know if one of them says, "Hey, you know, I'm getting a certain payment for doing conservation on my farm. It's something you should look into." You know, it's just stop at the office there. Josh and Terry and Carrie are good people to work with, and uh, you know they know agriculture. They've all you know we've all been. We grew up on a farm, all of us here at the office, so we're very familiar with agriculture. And, uh, you know, it's just something that, you know, they talk to each other on the weekends or feed meetings or at church or at school or for their kids or whatever. You know, they're, they talk. And if we can administer a good program out of this office, the word spreads throughout the county and uh, we can get more and more people interested in CSP program. So, yeah, it seems like in a county like this where you still have a fair bit of dairy and other livestock, that that's, CSP is a particularly good fit for farmers who have livestock and then have a need for forages, that type of thing. Yeah, it seems like with um, the livestock in Morrison County, it fits good with the CSP program because their rotation and 
the crops fit right in with what CSP is going towards. And with us having uh, the average farm smaller than most counties, that fits in too because the producer is looking for another avenue to get some more finances or sign up for the CSP program. They're able to get finances to help them do other of the enhancements in the CSP program that they're maybe wanted to do before but didn't have the backing to do it. But with this program, it helps them do them enhancements and hire maybe agronomist or a consultant to do some kind of nutrient management or different things like that. Can you give me an example of some of the more popular enhancements that people have been uh, agreeing to do with uh, some of these contracts? The more popular enhancements are uh, like on cropland would be using uh, low drift type nozzles on their cropland sprayers, harvesting hay in a wildlife friendly manner, which is simply cutting when they cut their hay, they're doing it in a way where they're starting on one edge of the field and working their way across to flush out any wildlife that might be nesting in the in the field. Fertilizer enhancements um, such as um, doing split applications or multiple applications of nitrogen fertilizer throughout the growing season to reduce the amount of leaching potential of the fertilizer. Using new or high efficiency nitrogen fertilizers that maybe release slowly to reduce the amount of leaching for uh, pasture enhance yeah enhancements in pasture land they could be uh, rotating their supplemental feeding areas incorporating legumes into their pasture doing wildlife friendly fencing we've got a few contracts where they're they're doing wildlife friendly fencing which is simply tying um, highly visible ribbon or markers on their fence to so the wildlife can uh, see the fencing it helps wildlife pass through their through their pasturing system so that's that's kind of an example and then for forestry there's multiple practices available some of the most common ones would be uh, hardwood crop tree release or thinning creating uh, forest wildlife structures like leaving downed trees uh, creating brush piles for wildlife habitat uh, and doing thinning to promote hardwood uh, growth if for a farmer who uh, is is coming in kind of cold to an NRCS office and is maybe has some interest in CSP but doesn't know much about it. I mean, what, what's some of your advice for what they need to do? What kind of uh, documentation or information should they have uh, on hand or to kind of get that process started so it can uh, go fairly smoothly? Uh, the first thing is to bring in the maps of the land that you plan to sign up for the program, then go over and see what you've done on that land for conservation-wise. Um, have you done soil tests in the last five years or last year? What you're doing um, for your pest management. Uh, if you have grass buffers, uh, sed basins, any of that stuff out there, documented on that map makes it easier. And then when you come in, we just go over the program with you, explain what enhancements there are so that when you go home, you can look through them and decide what you want to do later. Uh, one of the first steps in becoming even eligible for the conservation stewardship program is to stop at your local FSA, Farm Service Agency FSA office, and uh, become eligible for USDA farm programs if you are currently not eligible, and there is some associated paperwork with that to become an eligible producer for USDA farm programs. What could be made better or 
make the process better for you guys and for the farmers and, you know, ultimately the, the resource out there. And I, I don't want to rip on the program at all, but I think one of the, maybe one of the concerns we have is that the, the best producers aren't getting rewarded as much, as much as they should be, whereas the producers that maybe aren't doing quite as good of a job are getting rewarded more than they possibly should be. And there should be, we feel that there maybe should be a, a bigger difference in the way they're funded as far as uh, payments. But, uh, and then also the complexity of the ranking period and sign-up. Um, it can be difficult and cumbersome for the producer as well as us in administering the, the contract or the application sign-up and um, contract itself. You know, our first real sign-up year, one of the practices was where the producer incorporated his, all of his manure within 24-hour period. And uh, we had, I remember, a case where a farmer was interested in doing that for 2011, and he came in and wanted to sign up for that enhancement. And uh, here they had removed that enhancement from the eligible list. So, you know, one of the problems we're having is that it, they changed the rules or the enhancements every year, it seems like, and it would be nice if, if it would be left alone through the length of the farm bill. You know, we work through it, and we get we get through it, and, and that's the way it goes. But uh, it, that has been a, somewhat of a struggle for us. Do you guys just drive around the county or visiting some of these farms? Or, you know, you've got the Mississippi River that runs through the, the area here. Do you feel like you're seeing some impacts from, say, pro, uh, a program like CSP? You know, some maybe a uh, reduction in soil erosion or some buildup of soil health or better water quality, that type of thing? Just anecdotally seeing some improvements? Yeah, we're seeing, with the CSP program out there, we're seeing guys with more residue on their ground. You don't see it exactly, but with their nutrient management, when they're spreading their manure out there, by using the soil test and the manure test, they're able to spread that manure over a larger quantity of acres, which that means they're getting more um, organic matter in the ground. So you're getting better soil quality out there. You're maybe not seeing it by sight, but we're seeing it because of records and stuff showing that it is happening out there. The soil erosion right now, you're not seeing anything because we've had big storm events the last couple of years, so it, that part doesn't help. It's probably holding the soil better than it would if we were doing conventional till still everywhere because there is less tillage out there. So I think in the big picture, everything CSP is helping the county out. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, with the, the way the commodity prices are right now, of course, like anywhere, the push is to kind of get away from hay and plant more corn and soybeans because that's where the more of the money is. And in this county, luckily, with the, the amount of livestock we have, the hay is still a necessary uh, part of the rotation. And, you know, that helps, helps with soil erosion, helps with uh, soil quality um, and working with producers on more and more cover crop planting um, is helping too. So it's, uh, hopefully we can, if commodity prices drop, we'll have, we can focus on getting uh, better soil health and longer rotations in the systems through this program. information on the Conservation Stewardship Program, see www.landstewardshipproject.org and follow the Federal Farm Policy links. There you will find a recent report called The Conservation Stewardship Program in Minnesota, a Land Stewardship Project Analysis. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377.
Thanks to Laura Morgandale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening.